You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Well, I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus likened the work of the Holy Spirit in the church, in the New Testament, to rivers of living water. Now, if that is given to us by the Lord in keeping with His pattern all the way through Scripture and the way that He taught, anything that He taught about symbolically can be researched in the Old Testament, meaning that there's something in the Old Testament that would be a shadow or a picture some symbolism that enables us to better understand the New Testament fulfillment. So if there are rivers of living water, how many are there? Well, I believe that in the book of Genesis chapter 2, the four rivers of Genesis, and this is important because these rivers are revealed to us in Genesis 2 before the fall of man. So this is in a perfect world, in a perfect place in the Garden of Eden. This is where these rivers flowed. So if the work of the Holy Spirit is pictured somewhere, it's important that it's pictured in perfection, and that's what you have. All right, let's look at 1 Corinthians 2.9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. Now we've already talked about the river uh, Pishon, P-I-S-O-N or P-I-S-H-O-N, and it is the river of edification. The word Pishon means to grow up fat. But the river Gihon, which is the second river, it means to bring forth. The idea is something has been hidden, now it's being brought out into plain view. That's the river we're talking about. The plans of God for our lives are revealed only by the Holy Spirit. In other words, without the help of the Holy Spirit, we couldn't possibly know uh, what God has for us. Now, here's something that I've just recently seen in Scripture. uh, That Joseph, you know, the son of Jacob who had the coat of many colors who had two dreams when he was living in his father's house. One, he and his brothers were binding sheaves in a field, and his sheaves stood upright, and all of their sheaves bowed down to his. And then he had another dream, and uh, he told this one to his father. He said, I had a dream that the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowed down themselves to me. And the Bible tells us that both Jacob and the brothers immediately understood the interpretation of those dreams. They knew that it meant that Joseph was destined to be a ruler. Now what's interesting is as we move forward in the story of Joseph, and Pharaoh had a dream, and he saw seven fat, fat cows coming up out of the Nile River, and they were followed by seven very scrawny, skinny, ugly cows that ate up the fat cows. Then he had another dream, and he saw seven healthy, healthy ears of wheat, and then he saw seven really poor ears of wheat that came up and devoured them. 
And he had no idea what that dream meant, or those two dreams meant. Nor did any of his wise men have the interpretation. Now what's interesting to me, even though Joseph's brothers were not the godliest of people, they had an ability to immediately interpret his dreams. They knew without any interpretation exactly what the dreams meant. However, the Egyptians didn't have a clue what Pharaoh's dreams meant. They had no ability to interpret It had to do with the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit on two different, on a group of people and not on another group of people. We have been given the Spirit of God in order that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So the plans of God for us are revealed only by the Holy Spirit. In other words, It's like being a secret agent, and you have to have a key to the code to understand what is written in code to you. In other words, without the help of the Holy Spirit, you could never understand what God has for you. So if we don't know how to hear His voice, if we don't know how to recognize the way that He speaks, if we don't know that, then we're never going to be able to fully determine what it is that he does and how he speaks. Now, I'm going to very quickly give you the three primary ways that he speaks. He speaks to us in primary ways. There are other ways that he speaks. People can have dreams. People can have visions. Those things are rare. People who say they have visions all the time, I'm, I'm not really sure about that. Uh, I don't see that kind of pattern in the prophets, and I don't see it in the apostles of the New Testament. They had visions, they had dreams, but they didn't have them every day. And so when you have people today who are claiming to have those visions and visitations of the Lord that are spectacular every day, I'm a little suspicious of that. But here are the three primary ways that the Holy Spirit guides. Number one, He guides us through an inward witness. A witness is an echo. It is a sense, not a feeling. In other words, a witness can be positive or negative, and there's a positive or negative sense about something that you've said, something you've planned to do, or something that someone has come to you with, or you've been confronted with a certain set of circumstances, and you have maybe a green light, go after this. It's just, just a sense, this is good. Or you may have it in the negative, where the Holy Spirit witnesses against what it is that you've been approached by or planned to do, or some kind kind of uh, thing that has been presented to you. The Holy Spirit can witness against that. Uh, That's the primary way that He leads us, and God expects us to honor that. Sometimes we have no idea why. We are saying no to a particular thing. We just know, this just doesn't gel. I'm not at peace with this. There's something on the inside of me that doesn't register here. And that's the inward witness, and the Holy Spirit can do it in the positive or the negative. The second way that he speaks to us is the inward voice. And it will typically be just a few words. It won't be lengthy paragraphs and pages on pages of words. But but when you see the Spirit speaking to people in Scripture with any kind of a voice, whether it was audible or inward, it's always very few words. You won't see loads and loads of information conveyed, just enough to get you to the general idea of what you're supposed to hear. Here is God's voice speaking to Christ. And he did that on three different occasions. He did it at Jesus' baptism. 
He did it at the transfiguration, and he did it also at the resurrection. Now, the resurrection, uh, we read about it in, uh, uh, in uh, Hebrews 5.5 5 and in Acts 13.13. 13. Uh, we don't read about it at the resurrection in the gospel accounts because we don't get to see the behind-the-scenes spiritual take on that. It's later we see what God said to Jesus. But this is what he said. Thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, that's not a whole lot of information. Uh, he said to uh, Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. That's not a whole lot of information. So when the voice of God speaks, it will be just enough to confirm what it is you're doing or where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do, but it won't be a great deal of specific information. Finally, there is the inward perception. Paul, in the book of Acts chapter 14, looked at a man who was listening to his his sermon. The man was crippled. Paul looked at him and he perceived that he had faith to be healed. So he said to the man, stand upright on your feet and walk. And the man did. He was healed. Well, it was because Paul could see faith. Now, how do you see faith? It was something spiritual that Paul was able to do. He perceived, uh, he perceived that the ship that he was traveling on when he was being carried to Rome. He perceived that there would be a great loss and that it would be a very dangerous voyage and the people who owned the ship were going to lose their property. He saw all that. He perceived it. He could see it. So perceiving is the ability to actually see ahead. And uh, we shouldn't be surprised by that because the Scripture says in John chapters 14 and 16, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does, especially 16, He will show you things to come. Show is visual. And your spirit has eyes just like it has ears, and your body has eyes and ears, so your spirit can see certain things. So those are the three primary ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, leads us, and guides us. And His job is to reveal things to us, to open our eyes to things. And He does it more when we are in the Word. When you are in the Word, that's when you're going to hear the Spirit speak more than any other time. So I want to read to you about what this is. And I'm going to take you to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, and we're going to begin in verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and by the way, he went there on purpose, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But who do you say that I am? Now this is interesting. Because he had not done this before, and he didn't do this early on. He didn't ask this question of the twelve until they had had opportunity to both see and hear him operate for really years. It was more than just a few months. It was years into his ministry. A couple of years in, he says to them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, uh, meaning son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Now I want to stop right here. Here's what that means. He is saying, Simon, you didn't learn this because some human being told you. That isn't what he was saying. 
He said, Simon, you didn't learn this because you saw this with your physical senses. Your flesh and blood body didn't show you this. You didn't come to this conclusion by something you heard or something you saw. You saw this by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit revealed this to you. Listen to what he says. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, he didn't say the Holy Spirit revealed this to you, but the Holy Spirit is the agent who shares information from the Father. So it was indeed the Spirit of God who revealed this to Peter. And he said, I say also to you that you are Peter, and that word is Petros, and on this rock, and that word is Petra, one is a huge, huge bedrock that's immovable, and another one is a pebble. He said, I say to you that you are Petros, and on this Petra, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I want to stop here. Here's what he's saying to Peter. The key to the kingdom of heaven, the key to unlocking the secrets of heaven is the ability to receive revelation. If you can't receive revelation from God, if you can't have your eyes opened, if you can't see things spiritually, you will not be able to walk with God. And the reason Jesus took them to Caesarea Philippi, it was a place of great darkness. And he wanted to set the record straight that he was capable, his Father was capable, the Holy Spirit was capable of revealing truth in the darkest places on earth, that he was capable of speaking to his people no matter where they would go and how dark it would be in the area. And so that's the reason Jesus did this at this specific place. And this is what he sang. I'm going to build my church through this process of revelation. And I got to tell you from personal experience, had it not been for the Holy Spirit in me, I would never have known that I was to publish a curriculum for kids. I wouldn't have known that I was to have a kid's ministry. I would never have known that I was supposed to do a TV program called The Gospel Bill Show. I wouldn't have known it. I wouldn't have known that I could have a TV studio had it not been for the Holy Spirit inside me, opening my eyes or speaking a word in my spirit or giving me a witness before and against certain things without the help of the Holy Spirit to reveal and to speak, you can never possibly know all the things that God wants to give you. So we have in us a river of revelation. I'll see you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. 
thank you for listening.